Enterprise Intelligence is a weekly video series that talks to industry experts, global thought leaders, and seasoned knowledge workers about how they're tackling their information challenges, embracing new technologies, and moving the needle on performance. Hosted by Shiny Docs founder and CEO, Jason Cassidy. All right, I'm joined today by Steve Weissman, otherwise known as the InfoGov Guy. He's a recipient of the AIM Award of Merit and a member of the AIM Company of Fellows and a principal consultant at Holly Group. Steve, thanks for joining me today. It's nice to reconnect with you. Yeah, uh, likewise. Thanks for having me on. My attention was brought to the five steps to doing information. And maybe you could just walk me through the inspiration for that and tell me how it ties to what you do with the Holly Group and what, and what you personally do in information governance. The five steps are really a distillation of how I do what I do. So they're, they're, they're linked, the, the notion of Holly Group, which is a consulting firm in, in information governance and, and records management and all those other, I call them the, the M's, BPM, ECM, RM, <laughs> and IG without an M. And I've been doing this work from various vantage points, really for 20, 25 plus years. I, I, I hate to do that math because I can't count that high. But looking back on, on all the engagements and what has worked especially, I realized that there's a definite pattern there. And there are these five broad steps that you want to take in order to be successful. That doesn't mean they're easy. It doesn't mean they're instant. But generally speaking, if, if, if you can pick these off one by one, you, you're going to end up in, in a really good place. Yeah, thank, thank you, Steve. And, we, and we'll put up a link to where people can find the document so we don't have to go word by word what's in there. But what I like about what you've introduced here is the idea that there's a plurality of supporting systems, the idea of business process management, enterprise content management, associated information governance. And what I like when going through the documentation and, and, and what you do with Holly Group is that none of it is about, oh, you just need this technology. This year we're gonna do ECM and then we'll be done that and then we move on. They all do tie together in, in a, as part of a bigger strategy and maybe you could talk about how how that strategy works. And if you don't do them somewhat in lockstep, how people might be able to go astray. Really, when you cut through all the layers, what organizations are struggling with really are business problems. They're not technology issues. The technology is technologies, plural, typically. They're incredibly important. And they are what's going to enable the business problems to be solved. And it's, like I said, it's probably more than just one because these are processes. So depending where you are on the process chain, you might need particular capabilities. But the first question I pose to clients or students in a course I'm teaching or people I sit next to on the subway, the question is, what business problem are you trying to solve? And, and then it's the t-shirt. The rest is just details. <laughs> Because if you don't know what the challenge is and you can't articulate it and you can't measure it, then you also can't really know if you met that challenge, if you solved the problem. We're lost, but we're making great time. And so that's absolutely vital. And here's where I think too lies one of the keys to having a successful relationship with the technology vendor is you wanna present them with, here's the problem I'm trying to solve, now tell me how you'd solve it. Don't ask for a record system, an ECM system, an email management system. That may be the tool that you require to help solve the problem. But if you ask for that, chances are that's what they're gonna sell you. 
and it may or it may not solve the problem directly. It'll improve things. But to get to the latter point that you made, if you don't do these in, in the right order, in lockstep, as you say, you're going to end up in one of those circumstances where somebody corners you over the water cooler or something and, and says, oh, I remember that big project you were doing. How'd that go? And the answer comes back, I guess it went okay. <laughs> because there's no definitive, we wanted to do X and we did X plus a little bit of Y as well. And how do we get there? Because I have to admit, I've seen a lot of RFPs in my day coming from big companies that are saying things like, we want to implement this SharePoint product, or we want to implement this migration to this tool. And there is no concept of the business outcome. There's no concept of how we're going to make the customers products, business, service, core operations, or their customer experience better. It is just, we've decided on this technology and we need a vendor to come in and do an implementation. So at the water cooler, I'll say, we deployed the software, we got the purchase order, and we now have the money. But there's no concept of, hey, we got that outcome. We saved 45 minutes a day per employee. And that was then reinvested in doing this new cool thing with the organization. Or this is how they saved money. This is how they were able to hire more people. Whatever it is, those business outcomes are lost by the time it even gets to the vendor question quite often. And, and do you have a sense of how that happens? Uh, sometimes it's a function of what I like to call management by magazine, where okay. the boss is on a plane. Okay, so maybe we're not traveling as much as we used to as this is being recorded. They're in the can reading a business magazine. They're on, they're on Flipboard <laughs> or on a magazine for sure. Yep. And they read about this thing. And immediately it's, hey, come here. How come we're not doing this? And now you are. Because the boss said, and it's, it's really important to him or her. And I have to show something by the end of the month or whatever ridiculous artificial timeline is applied to it. And so that's one common way. The more common way, I think, is that folks generally don't understand the criticality of tying the technology decision to the business need. To, to be fair, there are situations where you have to deal with the systems that are in place. You may not have picked them. Let's say you're new on the scene and you can do better than you, the organization is doing right now. So in a case like that, it might be all right to say we have to implement something to, so we can connect the SharePoint to the SAP or something specific, because you can make improvements even if it's not anywhere near ideal. But I think the biggest part of that pie is people just don't think about it. They think about it in terms of technology. And, and I can tell very often when I start an engagement with a client, just by the nature of the questions that they're asking me. I can tell what they Googled on because of the vocabulary that they're using. So it's, oh, you were just looking at workflow, weren't you? Or you were just looking up email management is another common one. How, how, how did you know? Because the issue is much broader than that. You're chasing a symptom and there's a bigger condition to be treated here. It actually leads nicely into actually a cut customer conversation that we're having a recent time ago in that like we've never pursued having our own in our software having our own workflow management workflow editor painter these types of things whereas a lot of other people that are in the same environment uh, 
looking after records and making data aligned with the, the bigger data picture for organizations. They will have these workflow painters or these types of tools. And my thought is I'd, I'd hate to give your employees, they have to go over here to do their human resources workflow. But then when they're doing their finance workflow, then they got to go over there. And then when you got to do your records workflow, you go over here. And then when you're going to do some other data workflow, you go over to some other system and your asset workflows in this fifth system. I would rather just have the capabilities of being able to dispose of records. I'd rather have the ability to identify new records as part of it. I'd love give people the ability to search. And then here's some APIs for you to integrate maybe with the Microsoft automations that they have for workflow or somebody else's rather than saying, uh, you got to use mine. And yet customers are still saying, show me your workflow painter interface. Show me your built-in workflow when I believe it's not necessarily a good question unless you actually are Microsoft, unless you actually are Maximo or SAP, which I'm not. <laughs> it's I don't want to give somebody yet another place to go, and yet customers still ask for that. Is Are they making a mistake or how are they getting lost there? It's not necessarily a mistake. I, I hate to paint, paint customers with the same brush, uh, he says, as he's about to. A lot of it is is legacy. And, and I don't mean that in a technical sense, in terms of a personal history sense. It's not really that long ago that you did had to piece these kinds of systems together. And who had what kind of a design tool really separated one from another? Yeah. So depending on the level of experience of who, who the customer is, I understand where they're coming from. At the same time, and here's a, a real life story. I had a client and as I, it, it was a typical boxes of records all over the place in, in, in the hallways, in warehouses. Can I come help them with that? And what I realized and what they realized is that was the symptom that really they had a much broader records and, and governance problem. And in working with the different groups, it, it was clear to me that workflow could really help bridge some of these silos of the departments because they each had the same problem, but in different ways. And then I come to discover the central repository that they had included workflow. They just never turned it on. Why? Because they didn't know they had it. <laughs> so... If you have nothing, the user interface side of can I see your tool is an important question. If you have something already, then you want to look at that and see theoretically somebody was familiar with it when the tool was purchased. Although in this client's case, that either they're not there anymore or maybe they never talked about, I don't know. So it's, it's sometimes, the reason is sometimes benign, but it should be like the fourth question, not the first one. The first one is what business problem are you trying to solve? And then can I see the tool and how it's going to solve it? A lot of answering the questions the right way or asking the right questions the right way is having the right strategy. And a metaphor that we've used before and had some fun with is this idea of data fitness is that we all know that we're supposed to go to the gym every day and we all know that we're supposed to do these things and we would be healthier and perhaps live longer or in and for data, it's the same way. The, we all have a sense that we should be able to find every piece of information. We should be able to manage it with respect to policy, law, and in anything else that people need associated with the content. And it should be disposed of at the right time. All these things we know that we should do, but in the absence of 
Steve coming in as a shepherd to show them, here's the strategy, here's how you ask the right questions, it's, it might be difficult. It's, you need that personal trainer in a lot of cases in order to maintain the discipline, in order to be fit. And is, is that a good metaphor for the tip of the spear? The first thing that people should be thinking about is if, I'm, if I don't know I'm asking the right questions, if I'm just Googling stuff and then relaying <laughs> that to vendors, should I bring in kind of a personal content and data trainer in order for me to up my fitness literacy first before I actually start doing the training and bringing in the vendors and doing this other work? It's a self-serving answer, but yes. <laughs> I sure. think people should, let's be honest. Yes, I'm hoping someone will call me and I can help them learn how to think about all this. That's, that's a big part of what, what I do. But I think it's important enough that I'll say, if it's not me, you should still do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, because understanding the nature of the problem is key. We do it when we buy refrigerators. How big is it going to fit, first of all? Anybody who spent time, like somebody I know, sanding down the underside of the cabinet because it's just a little too big for the fridge to slide. You know, do you want the freezer to be at the top or the bottom? Do you want the, through the door ice? We do all this stuff naturally with all kinds of other things, but somehow not with these systems. So I think that is critical. There's a lot of really good stuff out there. And it's easy to say, oh, that's shiny. I like that. Oh, wait, what's this one? And, and then and you don't get anywhere. You learn a lot and you feel good about what the potential is. But you're not really advancing your cause at all. Get grounded. But that outside perspective can be really helpful. I want to go back to a point I, I touched on before. Part of that diligence has to be understanding what you already have in place. What one of my core tenets is the notion of getting maximum total value from stuff. And there's a whole methodology. I won't bore everybody with the details, but it takes into account stuff you already have. If you have a thousand licenses for something and you only have 40 people using them, you paid for the rest. It's just sitting there. That's minimum value. <laughs> so like yeah. this client, they had the workflow already. Cool. Let's leverage that. Why throw money after money that you've already done? And it is, and it does go back to that. If you have somebody shepherding you through this process, then you, the, this information will avail itself. Like I, I liked when you're talking about the ice box, the refrigerator, because it's literally trying to put the problem into a box that you can check off some checklist. <laughs> and it's not that simple. Like when I think of when you do a full home renovation, you're going to gut everything and you're going to bring in, you got new coverage, you got new flooring, you're going to do all this whole thing. You want to do it all at once or minimize the disruption, but maximize how much you get done. You're not going to go with you're just not going to go to Home Depot and buy your bill of materials and start necessarily unless you already know what to do. It's right. most people will get a general contractor to come in and then say, I'm going to show you the bill of materials last. We're going to talk about building confidence that here's what we've done before in other places and where it's gone and where it's gone poorly. Here's some pictures for things for you to think about how the outcome you would like it to be. 
And this is how I'm going to build confidence in my trades that are going to come and do this work. And so if you look at the metaphor, it applies directly to information governance and data in that it is more of, a bit of this home renovation and you need the guidance to get through this. And what technology are you going to use? Am I going to use the pine studs or the maple studs? Who cares? You know well, what I mean? There's, there's like a the point at which you yeah. care deeply. Yeah. But at the beginning, it's yes, it's important to understand the, the architectural blueprint. Yeah, yeah, the outcome that you're going to drive and it's how is this going to look? How is it going to go? Tell me how this story arc is going to play out so that I'm not freaked out halfway through and we're, we don't feel halfway done and we're halfway through the calendar and without somebody giving the strategy to shepherd you through, that'd be terrifying. You're on your own. You just went to Home Depot and you bought a bunch of material and you're looking around going, did I get the right stuff? How do I put all this together? It's. Uh... I asked the guy and he said... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I asked the vendor and they said, you definitely need the most expensive one of these. Yeah. And I bought it and so for somehow I didn't get the outcome I wanted. And I, I just wonder if it, it's, is that too on the nose for a lot of information management projects or? My gut is that it's not as dire as it used to be. 15, 20 years ago, I'd say, yeah, absolutely. I think customers have learned a lot in the interim by example and by counterexample, I think they're understanding that they have a lot of the, these capabilities in place already, but they're siloed and, and that it's not so much about gutting the entire building, but we have to update the kitchen. And if we're going to update the kitchen, that may mean moving this wall. What does that do to the room on the other side? We have to accommodate it. And we're going to add a second story or a, port, a roof deck. And that's where you get to the technology piece because, okay, it needs to be pressure treated and it needs to be, I don't even know, because I hire them. I hire a yeah, guy. Exactly. You know? And it's, 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 so the metaphor holds for you for renovations, whereas for somebody else, they need you as the general contractor for their data renovations. Well, yeah. that's my hope, of course. Yeah. And like I said, whether it's me or somebody else, the outside perspective is critical. Plus, as, as I have told the prospects and clients, part of my role is because the people doing the work, they don't want to be bothered with this. I'm like, great, let them hate the consultant. You don't want them hating you necessarily. You never get anything done for the next X years. But I can come in and ask those questions. And I find that people typically are, are fairly forthcoming, in fact, because historically nobody ever asked them anything. So you got to talk to the people actually going to use the stuff as well on the front end, as well as the questions on the back end. How, how are these going to interoperate?